What's up, Cubs? Welcome to Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast. I'm your host, Vincent James Julio, WWE character. Welcome to episode 94. Hi. What's up, Cubs? Just sloppy as all fucking get out. Trapzilla City. Babe, I'm going to keep dancing on that bridge till the stars come home. And cheer up, babe. Fucking knocked it out of the park, <laughs> dude. Welcome to episode 94 of my little Peter Cottontails. Happy Easter. Or happy Ramadan. Probably should have looked up other holidays. Uh, happy Don't Eat Leavened Bread Day. Happy, happy, happy Good Friday. You know, happy, let's eat chocolate and ham. You know, happy, happy Easter, y'all. I hope you guys are having a good one. Hope you get to spend time with your families and just I hope you get a whole bunch of I hope that the bunny puts out the eggs with chocolate in it for you. You know what I mean? Holidays are so ridiculous, but we're having a good time over here in the Julio household. Um, welcome back to the den. Your favorite weekly bi-weekly. Nope, not bi-weekly. Bi-monthly. Bi-monthly at this point because listen, here's the deal. Here's the sitch. All right. I'll just I can't keep like skipping weeks and just expect you guys to just be like, no, it's chill. It's chill. He probably has a good reason or whatever. It's chill. It's fine, dude. It's fine. Dude. Oh, it's Monday. Did another episode drop? Oh, he didn't another episode. He's taking taking another week off. Oh. You guys can only give me the benefit of the doubt for so long, right? We're selling the house. All right. We're selling our we're selling our casa. Are you guys hearing a popping? Is this popping on y'all? God, I hope when I edit it back, it's not popping. If my microphone that is my microphone fucking popping microphone probably is fucking popping because there's so much goddamn dust down here dude there's so much dust down here i'm sure i'm gonna get electrocuted recording this freaking podcast because i've been renovating the entire basement han solo dude han solo that's why i've been taking weeks off that's why shit still pushed in on the freaking it's like that's like a gay analogy isn't it isn't that an analogy for like gay male sex get your shit pushed in Let's digress. Let's digress back to the original point. We're pushed in on the studio still because I have no space out here. If I were to flip the camera around, you would see an absolute nightmare that I'm looking at. And then just every single wall, I just decided to go ahead and take it off. Every single wall took it off. How are you going to put it back up? My muscles. And then I'm so I put all the other walls back up, new walls, mudded the seams, sanded them down, textured them. Now they're ready for paint. Basically a fucking contractor, you know, basically, a con basically an unlicensed contractor, you know, find me at the Home Depot or the Humpty Dumpty, as Gracie likes to put it. She has Humpty Dumpty memorized. And the reason she has Humpty Dumpty memorized is because she was real, real concerned with the way that the picture was drawn. That cracking is going to drive me fucking nuts. I got to fucking stop this and try to fix this freaking. I got to try to stop this and fix this. I'll be back. All right, I'm back. Hopefully that fixed it. If not, you guys are just going to have to deal with some snaps and crackles through this episode, and I apologize preemptively for that. Um, full disclosure, my definition of, hold on, I got to stop and shut this shit down, is I just shut everything down, pulled the wires out, pulled all the cords out, and blew on them like it was a Nintendo cartridge from 1999. Full disclosure, okay? Because that right there is the extent of my wiring and technology. Thanks. I just, 
Oh, man. Maybe there's dust in the port, which is why it's crackling. Now, all of you guys that actually know how to operate microphones are for sure rolling your eyes on me. I don't care. All right? This is a one-man show over here. I'm out on an island. Now, we're selling the house. I go to Home Depot a lot. Gracie has the story Humpty Dumpty memorized because the picture in the book, Gracie has uh, the Humpty Dumpty story memorized. You know, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall, that shit. Do you remember it? You remember it? You remember. You get it? You get it? You get it. So she has it memorized only because we had to spend over 15 minutes on one cocksucking page of a book because the way that it was drawn in the book was they made the Humpty Dumpty character literally in pieces and in the back of an ambulance that was carted by horses and he was crying and she was like why is he crying and we had to do a full emotional breakdown on why the Humpty Dumpty is crying running the water upstairs so pissed but it's all good and so we spent 15 minutes, flushed the toilet, going to be running for the next 30 seconds. All good. Respect the recording window. Thank you. Thank you. But she had Humpty Dumpty in her brain, and then we went to Home Depot a bunch of times. It's like, you want to go to Home Depot? She goes, let's go Humpty Dumpty. And I'm like, that's what it's called forever now, dude. Oh, going to make orange Home Depot shirts, like with the Home Depot logo, but it's going to say Humpty Dumpty instead. Wow. The ideas just come. The ideas just come. How was your week, babe? Did you have a good week? I'm a little stressed out, if you can't tell. I'm a little bit stressed out. Selling a house is never fun. And when, and when you uh, plan to sell a home, that's when the shit goes bad. You know? That's when the shit goes bad. That's when the cabinet hinges literally come off of the cabin, the cabinet bases. Literally. Held strong for the entire time that you lived here, but you go... Maybe we'll sell it. And then suddenly it's like, well, we're going to replace all these walls and modernize it and stuff. And then you tear it out and you realize that there's some stuff behind the walls that need to be cleaned up. So instead you take down every single wall. Um, you don't have the money to hire a contractor. So you just got to do it Han Solo. Right. And then last weekend, before I was going to record last week's episode, our awning outside buckled. Ouch. Sorry, so loud. I'm sorry. So fucking loud, blew my eardrums out. Okay, we turn that down now. Okay. We have an awning that goes out the back of our house that covers this little cement patio out back, right? It's perfect for grilling and barbecues and, you know, just not soaking up the sun because you're in the shade. And we had a perfect storm of like rain and then it froze that night and then it sleeted the next night and then it hailed and then it snowed four inches and then it started melting and then it froze. So I had like six inches of ice on the awning. Skadoosh. Skadoosh right in. It was like, we all know this house is haunted. Like we've already talked about it. Like we, the house is haunted and it's fine. And the house, the spirits must like us or something because they heard, oh, they're going to try to make tens of thousands of dollars in profit because the market is super profitable right now and they're just going to sell us off to the next person. Skadish. That was the fucking autumn. Ottoman. Ottoman? No. Ottoman is what all of the fuckboys in 2014 humped on Vine. What did I say? I already said it. Awning. And it's just, oh, dude, it's so, it's stressful. It's stressful trying to get shit ready and, you know, you're, like I said, Han Solo, you're a lone agent. You're freaking Tom Cruise in every single Mission Impossible movie. It's only you out there going up and down on those zip lines, dudes. Dent, dent, 
dan 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 and while I'm stealing a diamond, my house falls apart. So, and then my stressed out wife because of the selling of the house and shit doesn't help. Doesn't doesn't did not benefit me in any capacity or another. When there was like a thing by the awning next to the awning, not even attached to the awning, that was like sagging. It's like, oh, it's just a paneling on the outside of the house. We're going to have to pop that out and fix that, right? So she brought me outside to point that out to me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we'll just pop that paneling out and it's just fix it. It's just getting old. It's just getting old. It'll be fine. We'll just double check the insulation, make sure moisture didn't accumulate in there. And then if we have to replace the insulation, we'll replace the insulation and then boom, fix the panel. And then we're in the kitchen and the awning, which is right off to the side of the kitchen, like it's out the back of the house, off to the side, goes skadoosh. And it was like throughout the house. And Jordan goes, so dramatic, thought the fucking walls were caving in. Shrugs her shoulder, shrugs her head down like she's dodging an arrow. And I'm standing there and I was like, what? She's like, did you hear that? Now, juxtaposition and uh, personalities here. I went in my brain. Yeah, the heat kicked on. (laughs) No, she thought the entire city that we were living in was falling into a sinkhole and I thought that the heat kicked on. So drastically different ends of the scale. What happened is our awning sits on three like pillars, right? And two of those pillars just went bam, just bent at the knees basically, dude. Just buckle them. Just like a chick that had her first NFL football player just buckle in the next day. So they buckled out. She looks out the window and she's in a bad mood and stressed out already and we have been kind of arguing for the last four hours just because of stress and she hits she looks through the window sees the awning turns around and goes told ya what do you what do you mean told ya you want to run that one by me again she goes I told you in this life or any other life that we've shared together at no point did you ever say I think the awning's going to buckle. At no point did you say, if you don't do blank, the awning is going to buckle. But how did she decided to, how she decided to fight her frustration and stress in the moment was to materialize a conversation that we had out of nowhere. She just decided to concoct a scenario where we had talked about the awning in the past. And in that scenario that she had composed out of the ether, I was wrong and she told me so. And I, and I was like, we've never had this conversation. She was like, I told you. And I was like, I'm gonna, I've, I, as the male of the house, as the man, now have to go out there and try to put supports up under the awning so the whole thing doesn't buckle and cave in and pull off half the house with it. So I have to go out there and be under the awning. I hope that it smashes me into a flat little pancake and the last thing that you said to me was told you about a fake conversation we had where I was wrong and you were right. Just fucking, just awning buckles. She stop drops and rolls, pops up, looks out the window, turns around, told ya, and I'm standing there like oh, daddy. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs>
and she's staying adamant or she decided just stay adamant and staying pissed at me and i'm looking at her like okay hope i don't die why is your face like that Don't worry, we have very, very open communication, and obviously when we sat down after bedtime, we sat down on the bed together and just decided to talk for three hours about, like, look, per usual, you and I are always on the same team and need to be on the same page with things, and we haven't been great about it the last two days. Let's talk it out, and let's realize that we're not mad at each other almost ever. Sometimes we get to the place where we take... the stresses out of our lives out on each other because there's no other adult around to take it out and that's not fair to either person so let's get everything that's stressing us out out into the open that way we're not harboring that stress and those nerves inside and let's just have open hearts and have these conversations so that's what we do and then literally that's all that ever has to take place and we don't fight we hardly ever fight we it's more just like to put it like my star children would put it, it's just an aura. You walk into the house and you go, oh, we're going to be pissy. Okay, we're going to be pissy. We'll talk about it later. We're going to be pissy for no reason. And it's going to get taken out on me. And it's all good, dude. It's all good. We'll talk about it later. And we always do. And we always feel good. And that's why our relationship works is because all of this shit that usually leads to resentment and the downfall of a relationship gets aired the fuck out because we refuse to let resentments build towards each other. And that's all you got to do, dude. If I had one piece of relationship advice, that's all you got to do is you got to be able to articulate why your partner is upset, not take it personally when they take it out on you because guess what? You're the only one around. You're literally their other half. So they want to get it out of the half that is within them and onto the other half and be like, it's your fault. And then you got to be like, how about it's the thing's fault and it's neither of ours fault and let's attack it together. And then bing, bang, boom, you just live a happy life together and you have beautiful children and you're just overall very excited and blessed as you walk through the world. You know, that would be my piece of advice. So yeah, so that's why the that's why the episodes have been pretty sporadic, and I'm really sorry. And I know that we're creeping up on a hundred. And when I skip weeks, I always get messages from people that's like, "Please don't stop recording the podcast." And I'm like, "Dude, I'm not going to stop recording the podcast. I'm busy. You know, I'm never going to stop recording the podcast. We're going. I will. Okay, I'll make you a deal. I'll stop recording the podcast when we hit episode one thousand. Okay, when we hit episode one thousand, I'll stop recording the podcast. You guys got plenty. You guys got plenty of time. So you never have to worry about that. I'm just gonna put everyone who's listening's thoughts to rest there. When I skip weeks, it's not because I'm losing fire or steam or anything. I love doing this shit. It's my conversation with you guys every week, and we get to just kind of hang out and have a good time and talk about nothing. Talk about. Nothing but get a little bit of joy in our hearts. Why do I, why when I stop listening to the episode, do I like, I feel a little bit lighter? It's because it's the antithesis to all the other shit that's out there, right? And I got to do my due diligence and got to keep these conversations rolling because I love you guys and we have fun and we freaking, we're chilling, dude. We're vibing. Not going to say her name, but shout outs to the lady that said, thanks for the podcast, had an eye infection, had to have paper, had to have a wash rag over my eyes. With warm, damp water on it to ease the tension in my eyes. And since I couldn't do anything with my eyes, I just sat there and listened to your podcast. Shout out to you. I do this for you, babe. Okay?
really helping people get through trials and tribulations over here. Just laying on the couch. God, my eyes hurt. Thank God for VJ. <laughs> oh, shit, that's so dumb. But yeah, after I, I have reached a point in the projects where it's like things are going to start alleviating and I should be able to just get back to rolling out the friggin' weekly episodes and stuff. It's just been, it's it's been a hectic month and a half, two months. So sorry about that. And we should be good moving forward. But you know how it goes. Who knows? Want to sell the house? Maybe it'll explode and I'll have to skip another week. <laughs> but before we continue on, I have been meaning to say this for no shit. Two months? Two months, I think. And I always, I either like, when I make the note to talk about it, I don't even bring my notebook with me for that episode. And once I'm just kind of rolling, I just like, I don't, you know, we follow the breadcrumbs. So we just go where the conversation goes. So I've kept friggin' forgetting to bring this up. I have to do a huge shout out right now. This is a buddy of mine, ex-coworker, my guy, Mike. You can check out his TikTok. I'll put the TikTok name right here, put his handle and everything. So I worked with Mike. And Mike does legitimate stuff on social media in terms of he does woodwork. Now, the thing that I love about Mike is he's also the most intimidating person to talk to because I've never met more of a I don't give a fuck if I offend you type of guy on the planet, dude. Love him so fucking much with all my heart and soul. He and the way that we met was at work. And then he decided to bet on himself and go run his own wood shop, old double nickel wood shop. Now, me being 30 and also not a craftsman, he had to explain to me what old double nickel was, but he bet on himself. He went and started his own wood shop, and he's been making pieces and making furniture and making art and stuff and just kind of bet on himself. I think it's cool. Um, the reason I wanted to shout him out is I had him build me a freaking kitchen table, and it is beautiful. So as the Cubs, we should go support him. We got to support small people like that. So go over there, check Mike out, watch some of his content. He's an absolute fucking goon squad. He, he's the only person that I find it difficult to win sarcastic arguments with because he just doesn't stop. So it's really hard. Usually I can get the upper hand on people verbally. Can't really get the upper hand on Mike because he just doesn't give a shit and he'll just say the most heinous things. And he also layers it in a level of truth. So it's kind of like you get stuck into a corner. He's like a rap battler, but with conversation. You know what I mean? He's not out there talking about his woes and things. He's pointing out yours. And you're just like, oh. Okay, I don't really have a rebuttal to that because that was a great point. And also, he absolutely smacks at making furniture. We have a freaking kitchen table that we made. Beautiful. He gave me a list of things that I should talk about, about the joints and the things like that. Lost it. Couldn't describe it for you. All I know is, is it's fucking sexy and it's also sturdy as shit. Did we do what Mike said that we should do to test it out and bang on it? No. But I have two little girls that can literally climb on everything, and they jump and fucking crawl all over that table all day. Has a mood. It's just sturdy. He makes solid pieces, and they're gorgeous. And check him out. So I've wanted to shout him out for the longest time. So Mike, appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Now let's talk about some. I, let's talk about the most unhinged fucking thing that happened two days ago that has ne has never happened to me in my life. And threw me for such a fucking loop on what kind of human being is this that I've just, I've just, I, I left the situation. And I just went like this. What the fuck? 
There was initial shock and awe, just followed by, what the fuck? I was at work, dude. So this is one of my coworkers. Now, the thing that pissed me off is after the fact, I tried to find out who it was. And I'll tell you, and I'll explain that to you. Couldn't figure it the fuck out. So there's just a literal psychopath walking in my midst at my place of residence. So I'm in the shitter. All right. I'm in the stall at the bathroom at work. And I, like a normal public restroom user, am just quietly crushing some chess, right? I'm just chasing down that 500 ELO right now, and I'm just crushing crushing some chess. Jesus. <laughs> 17 SHs in those last three words. I'm crushing some chess, just enjoying my time. Now, I don't know how y'all are, but when I use a public restroom, there's silence involved, right? There's silence involved. That means if you have an emergency session that you go to the bathroom in, you're probably going to try to hold that in until the, until the bathroom's empty, right? It's just, it's fucking common courtesy in its manners. Now, this story has nothing to do with that. I'm just painting a picture for when I'm in the bathroom. Turn the volume off. Like, I'm silent as a church mouse in there. I don't even shift around because I think, I think like making my presence known in a bathroom is insensitive to the other users of that bathroom. And that's some weird shit that I would probably be able to break through in therapy. Like, I don't want to be a burden on people. But that's where my brain is with this. Now, I've never had this happen to me ever. I go, sit down in the bathroom, crushing some chess. Probably five minutes later, someone walks in, slams the door open, makes an entrance, right? Now, this is, this is a multi-stalled bathroom, so there's, you can always assume that someone's going to be there. Also, it's like there's two stalls, and in our little area of the building, there's like 35 people. So the odds that someone is in the bathroom is pretty freaking high. Walks in making audible sounds, like, ugh. And I can tell he's not rushing. He's just walking in. It's also a smaller bathroom. It's not like one of those big gas station bathrooms where you have to walk 100 feet in order to get to the stall. It's like you walk in, you take three steps, and you can get to one of the stalls. It's a tighter space. And he just kind of strides over. He gets into the stall next to me, and he sits down. The whole time just going, ugh, ugh. Like he's settling in at home, all right? Like he's like prepping his body to be in for the long haul. I'm sitting there and I'm just like, all right, back to my game, all right? He settles in and pulls his phone out like we all do because God forbid we're let alone with our thoughts and pulls up either TikTok or YouTube shorts, something like that. One of the fast-paced reels, just scrolling type of video things. Now, here's the kicker, okay? Volume turned all the way up. No headphones, volume turned all the way up, so him and I are literally two feet away from each other in the bathroom. He knows I'm in there because you can see each other's feet, right? That's how I tried to find him later. I looked at his shoes, and then I couldn't figure out whose shoes it was later, so so I couldn't discover who it was, but that's how I tried to do it. But anyways, back to the story. And then that startled me because his fucking sound on his phone was so loud. I just like immediately a Matt Reif clip pops up, and I'm just like... What the fuck? And he's chuckling out loud. Like there's not a, another human being within dick tuck reach. That was a hard thing to say, dude. I'm struggling with my syllables today. Dick touch reach. 
just literally right fucking next to him. And he's just like, nah, nah, this is my fucking house. Nah, nah, sits down, oh, settle in, Matt Rive. <laughs> Scroll fucking Joe Rogan clip. I'm like, what's this? This guy's fucking algorithm. Yeah, and the thing with the pyramids, man. And I'm just like, I got to fucking listen. Turn it down, bro. Turn it down or play a game. Scroll. It's a fucking MMA fight clip, you know, because you can hear the announcers in the background. And he's like, whoa, he's this beautiful backhand. Bam. And you got the like that music that they put over every highlight clip ever. Like, dun, 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 dun. And he out loud. I'm like, who, who are you? Who are you? Highlight. The announcer talks about the breakfast. And he out loud goes, oh, who are you? audibly reacting to every video like you're sitting by yourself at your house like i'm not right next to you like i can't tickle your calf hair you know what i mean it's the most unhinged shit i've ever fucking heard and then obviously bombs away the most aggressive shit i've ever sat next to as well but he pay no mind he's he he did not suffer any fools he didn't give a single shit well he gave lots of shits but he didn't give a care in the world that there was people present, a.k.a. myself, just sits down, turns his volume all the fucking way up, watches a Matt Rife clip, chuckles, watches a Joe Rogan clip about the pyramid, scrolls to the next one, audibly gasps at a fucking MMA clip. I'm like, has he never seen content before? Can we just, can we just all agree with the fact that we've been scrolling videos long enough now that when we're scrolling content basically our faces are just resting bitch face can we just agree that as we are laying in our beds three hours past the time that we're supposed to be asleep mindlessly scrolling on a fucking algorithm-based video content feed that our faces are just prone because we're basically zombied the fuck out not this guy this guy's got his pants at his ankles sitting close enough to another full-grown man that I could play this little piggy with to market on his fucking toes, verbally, and I'm assuming physically reacting to every single video that came across his algorithm while simultaneously having the loudest shit that I've ever fucking sat next to, dude. I didn't know where to laugh or cry or get pissed or be like, good for you. It would threw me. He didn't even fucking know what I was going through in the next stall, and I was going through such a conundrum in my brain about who the fuck is this unhinged sociopath taking a shit next to me that I also work shoulder to shoulder with every single day. Looking for the next sorry fuck in my soul. Walked out of that bathroom pissed off and confused and sad and proud of him and just scared for my fucking life, Cubs. Just scared for my life. Like, if there's a person that I'm working next to that has that little of give a shit factor, like he's not going to bring a vest full of dynamite in. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't give a shit. If he has that little care about his how he's portrayed in the world. Is he on his way out? Does he have master plans? Be like, I don't care what any of these people think. I'm taking them all out soon anyways. Or he's just that free. Or he was high out of his fucking mind. You know, or he's tripping on mushrooms. He actually thought he was sitting in his fucking bathroom in his house. Craziest fucking thing of all time. Just absolutely unhinged. Can we just agree that we need to stay silent when we're in public restrooms together? We're in public restrooms together. Shush. Decorum. Silencio, por favor. I will find out who the volume bandit is in the fucking at work, and I will report back to you. We will discover who the fuck that is. Together. As one.
Actually, you know what? Let's get all the cubs together. Everyone fly out, come to my place of work, and we'll do a deep, in-depth research. Open a crime case, fucking do some detective work, and we're going to find out. We're going to try to match the shoes to the person and be like, sir, you have to go to jail. You have to go to fucking prison, dude. There's nothing There's nothing else I could tell you. There's. You have to go to fucking prison because we can't have people like you just wandering society. We can't have people like you just like audibly gasping at a fucking MMA highlight clip. When for sure, since it's a part of their algorithm, they see 350 of those a day. Like, you just can't do that, dude. You can't be out just walking about. There's children out there, you know? There's kids in them streets, dude. You gotta, you gotta, we gotta lock you up. We gotta lock you up. It is what it is. I hope you understand. Another side note, since you guys are listening to this uh, on Monday or later, so you're listening to this after Easter Sunday, how you feel? You feel like me? Have you had 7,000 calories worth of sugar? And you're hungover because we're all old now. Are you hungover like you like you were when you were 20 and you'd go out and fucking party for seven hours straight and get your blood alcohol content up to fucking 0.50? But now that just happens to you because you eat too much sugar and you feel like shit? Me too, dude. Let's hear it. <laughs> Sit down. Good boy. Getting old fucking sucks. And I called, it was Gunner's birthday this last week, and I gave him a call, and he's talking to me on the phone. And we're talking, you know, he's in college now. He's playing football in college, and, you know, I'm the big brother. Like, I'm the oldest brother. I was always bigger, you know. Boone's never going to fucking catch me. Hey, Boone. Hey, Boone, isn't it funny how you're never going to catch me, dog? Hey, Boone, isn't it crazy how if you did seven cycles of steroids, you're never going to catch me, dude? (laughs) Isn't it fucking crazy? Isn't it great? I think about that almost every day. <laughs> I think about it almost every day, how you're just like, no matter what happens, you're never going to be as big as me, dude. To have Boone, I think about that every single day. I think about that. I think about when you have kids and our kids are sitting next to each other, they're going to go, they're they're going to look at you and they're going to look at me and they're going to go, Uncle VJ could beat up my dad. Just, I think about it every day. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never thought about it before this exact moment, but that's a funny bit. So talking to Gunner, it was his birthday, and he's just filling me in on how school's going, how his college is, how his training's going and stuff, and I got some bad news, Cubs. He told me that he was up to 210 pounds. To put that into perspective, I'm 205 pounds, and the last time that I knew, Gunner weighed 185 pounds, and now he weighs 210 pounds. So I'm afraid that I'm going to have to go ahead and speed up the process. Remember how I talked about I always love the fact that people always thought that I did steroids because I hadn't done steroids. But when I turn 40 and I don't have abs, I'm going to say fuck it and go ahead and do whatever thing is going to make me look in shape again. Remember how we did that? I'll do my first cycle of steroids when I turn 40. I think that's what I said. Maybe I said 50. Who knows? I'm not actually going to do it. But regardless, I'm talking to Gunner and I'm like, well, we're going to have to speed that fucking along because there's 0% chance I'm going to see my little brother and actually have him be bigger than me. 210 pounds? At no point are we ever going to get in physical contact with each other and he's going to think that he's fucking bigger than me. He's already like two and a half inches fucking bigger than me. I'm going to stay meaty. I'm never going to let my baby brother feel like he's going to be the fucking big brother. I'm always going to be able to just fucking fold him in half like a lawn chair. I don't give a shit. But now that he's past the threshold, I got to go ahead and just go ahead and hop on a fucking cycle. I am what I am. I'm a hooligan. 
I have people that I work with that'll be able to give me the rundown on that. Fucking abusers. So, <laughs> or I'll just watch more plates, more dates, and just get a full fucking smorgasbord of here's how you take steroids. That's crazy. That's crazy that there's content out there that's like, hey, I've done every steroid. And here's the benefits and side effects of everyone. That's just, you could just watch that. You could just watch, you could also watch that in other capacities. Like, hey, I've done every strain of hallucinogenic mushrooms. Here's the benefits and fucking side effects of every single one. And you just got fucking 17-year-old kids living in their parents' basement, obviously, because they're in high school still. Just like, I know what I'm going to do after I graduate. (laughs) Don't. You'll end up like my fucking buddy who just moved his fucking cap, moved his fucking cap, and jumped on a cycle. Just took the little toggle that dangles from your graduation cap. He went like this, boop, and put a needle straight into his ass, dude. Don't do it like that. Don't do it like that. Hey, your buddies are young. Go ahead and just let them do what they're supposed to do, okay? And that's coming from a person who doesn't understand that lifestyle. So take it with a grain of salt. What am I even talking about? Let's do, let's do some Am I the Assholes. Let's do some... Oh, yeah, that's what I was talking about. I was talking about how I'm going to do steroids now because I refuse to let my baby brother be bigger than me. Instead, I'm just going to work out hard and eat a lot more food. Fun fact. That's all it takes. So, Am I the Asshole? I fucking love these. Scroll. Stop. Am I the Asshole for, quote, letting my son starve when he's at mine? When he's at your what? Rough start. Also, I'm going to say... Yeah. Letting your son starve? Okay, let's hear. So this is from a 31-year-old dude. I have two children. One's an 11-year-old boy, one's a 4-year-old girl, as well as a stepdaughter who's nine. My son I had with my ex-wife. My daughter and current wife are mostly irrelevant in this situation. My son's mom lets him eat shit constantly. She's autistic and is insisting he is too. Despite us having him assessed three times and every time them saying no, he is a little different, but mostly I think that's his mom's doing rather than him being autistic. He's relatively normal when he's at my house. The only issue is food because she is convinced he's autistic. She exclusively lets him eat his quote safe foods, frozen pizza, chicken nuggets, fries, Typical kid foods. Yeah, typical poison foods for children. It's all good. We, however, don't eat that. Every night after my wife or I make a well-balanced and seasoned meal. <laughs> just had to put seasoned. Just had to flex on us with seasoned. Just put seasoned in there. A well-balanced and also that shit absolutely slaps. You have Cajun? You ever sprinkle some parsley on there? <laughs> you fry up some garlic and fucking salt that bitch up? <laughs> you ever had collard greens, my guy? <laughs> Don't forget the salt, baby. Don't forget the salt. Extra. 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 You get some chili flakes in there? Forget it. Pop it off. Pop it off. All right? This season. I don't know what I fell into there, but I fell into something. The girls both have very varied palates. My son, however, will not touch it. We will have full-blown tantrums over dinner and demand mom's food. I do not give in. If he doesn't eat it, he doesn't eat. It's the same approach we took with my stepdaughter when we were transitioning her to a healthier lifestyle, and now she eats fine. He isn't required to finish his plate, but he is required to have a full bite of everything on his plate. No spitting out his food. If he doesn't like it, he is welcome to make himself something else, but I will not. But I will not, and it won't be 
frozen food as we don't stock it. My ex is obviously outraged and hates this. I feel like her reinforcing that I'm a bad parent is only making him want to fight me more. To be clear, he does eat. Breakfast and lunch usually go down fine alongside snacks throughout the day. He just misses dinner. My wife nor I think we're doing what we're doing is evil, but obviously we are the ones doing it, and I guess bad people don't realize they're bad. My parents actually agreed with what we're doing, which is what made me second-guess myself. <laughs> they are not good around food. For example, they'd make you sit at the table until you ate all your food, and if you didn't eat, they'd serve it to you for every meal until you did. I once had a meal that was actively growing mold. I don't wish to be like them at all, and now I'm concerned we're doing that to him. However, his doctor nor the custody officer have anything bad to say about my methods. Still, my ex hates it and claims we get, we're going to give him trauma. I think he's being stubborn because he knows mommy will fill him up with McDonald's the second he gets home. Oh, God. Yeah, so here's the deal, okay? So mom's autistic, right? And that's fine. Uh, but the fact that you've had him tested three times and he's not autistic shows that mommy is trying to relate to her son and also using it as a method for lazy parenting. That's just what I've, this, just, listen, this is just one guy's opinion. Take it easy. Okay. So here's how I look at this situation. Um, so many people like to just say that their kids are something because every child is difficult when it comes to scheduling habits listening skills. Every child is difficult because every child naturally is prone to challenge and test, right? So you have lazy fucking parents who don't, from the jump, go, no, 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 we don't eat things like this. This is what we eat. And you don't give them the garbage fucking food in the first place because you know that once you give them the garbage food, all you're doing for the next couple days is resetting that line in their brain but then you have the parents who are like oh i just want him to eat and then you and then they stress out and they just go for the chicken nuggets and then once they realize that their kids have chicken nuggets or that their kids eat the chicken nuggets when you give them the chicken nuggets suddenly you're just dude you're you fell for it she fell for it the fucking the preservative unhealthy bullshit trap of like my kid eats it you know, and that's all I care about, calorie intake, not fucking nutritional value whatsoever. And now and and now she tries to use some sort of disability as here, hey, here's a fun fucking fact. Autistic kids should eat healthy foods too. Right? Now, I'm not gonna go into how to raise an autistic child because I have no experience in the matter. But doesn't it start with you being lazy in the first place and doing just something fast that you can just whip up and throw together and microwave? If they're never exposed to that in the first place, how would they have a quote-unquote safe food? I just, like, that's... Let me just throw a caveat on that. That's coming from purely a place of ignorance as I don't know what it's like to raise an autistic kid. I just say, like, from the jump, if you're not giving them the garbage... They're not going to just want the garbage, right? Because they doesn't, they don't know it exists. Is that fair? Is that fair to say? I'm by no means bastardizing parents who raise autistic kids and have to fall on shitty foods because you've already broken the chain, and now it's like, I'm sure it's very difficult and they're very pushy. But every kid is difficult and pushy. Every kid is going to challenge you because every kid only wants what they want. It's your job to give them what they need. 
That's your only job as a parent. That's why, that's why it's called parenting. Here's your problem. If it was just you, you'd be able to rectify that and introduce a healthier lifestyle and give them whole foods and actual nutritional value and start taking care of their system. If it was just you, but you're fucked. I don't know what else. You're fucked because they're just going to escape to mommy. And then every single time that he's at your house, it's a bad experience. You know? How how old is he? 11? Yeah. With him not being autistic, per the tests, I'm just going per the tests based off of your thing, all kids get to a point where once they mature a little bit, they reach the point of who do they respect more. And the parent that let them walk all over them and not give any pushback and not push them to be a better person is always the one that they're going to lean to when it comes to who they respect more and who they idolize because they look up to that person. They don't walk on that person. That person is above them, not below them. Does that make sense? So you're, you're in a real catch too. I don't think you're doing anything wrong. I would keep doing exactly what you're doing. If I'm being honest, you're loving, you're fighting a losing battle because he's always going to escape to mommy. Just make sure that the animosity and the difficulty of the meal times don't bleed out into other aspects of your relationship, like how you actually just hang around each other. Still be his dad, still be fun, still have a good time with him, still be interested in what he's interested in, love all those things, respect his decisions on what he wants to do, support him in those types of decisions and stuff. Just make the only contentious thing be the food. Don't let it ruin your relationship by letting it bleed out. That's all I would say. That's all I would say. There will be a point where he... transitions into emulating versus challenging they just like kids do we all do so that's what i would say but fucking disclaimer just one guy's opinion all right scroll and also i don't think you're the asshole i think mommy is an enabler am i the asshole for exposing my sister after surgery these haven't been that juicy that one, that one wasn't juicy. That one was actually just contentious. So this is from a 30-year-old woman. I have a sister who is highly irresponsible and dependent on men emotionally. She's unfortunately had an, ex- I almost said an exotic pre- pregnancy, but it's actually an epotic pregnancy, which I don't know what that means, and lost a child. Okay, probably should have said that la- the last words a little bit more sensitive. So she had an apotic pregnancy and lost a child. Her ex, who has been supportive in the process, was there next to her. They broke up shortly after she found out she was pregnant, and I guess they got back together when I arrived at the hospital. While she was sleeping, I talked to him to see what was their relationship status. He said it was complicated with a weird look. So I told him, hey, if you are here under obligation, it's fine. I'm here now. I'll be with her. He said, it's okay, in a very sunken mood. And then he opened up to me. I found out that she lied to him about this in her first failed pregnancy, and then lied that my parents refused to take her in as well as I. I also knew she purposely got pregnant, thinking that she could get him to stay. Oh, so I realized just how she manipulated him, just so he felt guilty enough to take her back. Oh, so I exposed her because what she was doing is wrong on so many levels. I didn't know she was fake sleeping. Ah, ah, she looked at me with anger and told me to get out. I tried talking 
to her, but she said she didn't need anything and that I was wrong in telling her business. Oh, got caught in a lie, got so defensive, and again yelled to get out. She said some hateful things to me as well. I left. She really made me realize just how low she could go, and it made me sick. So am I the asshole for exposing her? No! The only thing you fucked up on is... She's right next to you in bed, dog. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> hey, fucking real quick, let me get this out of the way. Moron. She's right there. If you never fake slept before, this is the perfect time to eavesdrop. The, dude, if any scenario where fucking two people are talking, uh, this is just me just... You got to do the slightly mouth gaped open but not snore so you can hear him clearly, but you just look like you're... And they were just talking about like, did you hear about Stacy? And I'm like this. <sighs> it's the best eavesdropping tactic. Moron, dude. Don't talk about her business when she's right there. Oh, just straight up said like, he just fucking lays it out to her like, yeah, she told me that you guys wouldn't take her in after her last failed pregnancy, so I felt guilty and it got her back in in the second failed pregnancy. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, she only is trying to get you to bust babies inside of her to manipulate you into staying with her. And the sister's just like fake sleeping like this. <sighs> Bitch. <laughs> so stupid. I don't think you're the... Uh, the crux of it, who's the asshole first, right? The asshole first is the fucking sister with daddy issues who has emotional manipulation towards men. Obviously, that's the first asshole. You're the dumb asshole. I don't know. The whole fucking situation is fucking poisonous and, you know, toxic, to put it into the fucking term that everybody uses. So it's like there's never going to be a winner here, but everybody's dumb. Next post. <laughs> <laughs> first time i ever got drunk i was severely underage and i convinced my uncles to get me drunk at a wedding i think i've told this story before but <laughs> i blacked out puked next to a pool um walked into a random person's hotel room and fell asleep on the floor of my parents hotel room at like two in the morning puked everywhere on the ground in my sleep good thing i sleep on my belly Woke up to my parents fighting over me. My dad being like, no, he just got a little sick. <laughs> just like vomit on the floor. I'm sleeping on a fucking pillow on my face in my jeans. <laughs> just in the fucking middle of the living room floor with puke all around me. <laughs> and my mom being like, you got him drunk. And my dad's like, no, he just got flu bug or something. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. But... That this was me, like, wake up to yelling, but with my eyes closed, you know? This is just me. Just listen to him fight for 11 minutes. Just want to hear what want to hear what everybody has to say about me when they think that I'm not there. You know? <laughs> my fucking dad. You know, my dad was like, fuck. And then just decided to just, no way. No. He's tuckered out from his cold. <laughs> oh, shit. But that was me, dude. Fake sleeping. Just remember the story? Remember it? I got a round of applause from my family when we walked down to breakfast that day, that morning. A round of applause because I was apparently a drunk asshole and 
was so blatantly obvious about it and was the fucking life of the party in my brain and everyone just fucking applauds me when I when I walk in because they're just like, oh, there he fucking is. What's up, champ? All of my all of my family that's like, who are you judging? You're all alcoholics. Oh, there he is. And I put my arms in the air like I was stepping onto a stage. Pretty sure my parents almost got a divorce after that. But they didn't. They're still together. <laughs> All right, dude. Let's do some advice and let's fucking wrap her up. I'm not even going to scroll because right when I clicked into this subreddit, the first one is, I'm 4'10 and fully grown adult and I hate it. Oh, the shortest king. So I'm 18 and 4'10 and it actually sucks so badly being this short as a dude. I am towered by everyone at work, school, and even in public. Even girls are way taller than me. I used to get teased on for being short in school and sometimes I still do. I'm in my final year of high school and it's depressing being this short. Welcome to OnlyFans, my guy. Okay, listen, I, y- you got to play with the hand that you're dealt. Right? You can't be resentful for the hand that you're dealt because guess what? That card's already got dealt. As I talked about with the Cub this week and one quick little message exchange, the don't be bitter, be better. Okay? <laughs> now, the way we talked about it was an actual very real way. But how you do anything is how you do everything. So we're going to tie that into this. Okay? Don't be bitter, be better. Listen, you, <laughs> there's nothing to do about it. You're short. You're 4'10". That means you got a four foot ten chip on your motherfucking shoulder. I'm sure, dude. Just pissed. Just pissed. You can be pissed, or you can play the hand that you're dealt. Here's the deal. You are in the you just know like normal women are not gonna be into it, right? Like like the average, right? As we play the game of averages, average women hook up with average guy, like five eight plus, right? Like it's just Average lines up with average. That's why it's called average because it's what most people do. So you already know you're out of that lineup. What you have to do is you have to enter kink territory, okay? And what I think that's going to lead you down, what road that's going to lead you down, is not the find a normal-sized girl who's into short guys. I think you got to find a six-foot-four behemoth Amazon woman who wants to carry you around in her purse, okay? You just got to lean the fuck into it, find some aggressively tall woman who's over 200 pounds that wants to carry you around like a baby koala bear, and you get to climb her like a motherfucking oak tree. And I think that's your only successful way down this path. I think that's the only way that you're going to finish this life... on top, okay? Because you're for sure going to be on top because if she's on top, you'll die. So you just got to lean into it. You just got to lean into it. Dude, think of the benefits though. Let's think of the benefits for you, all right? You don't have to walk as much. She'll carry you. You know, you get a carrier and you can get a custom-made carrier. She'll just carry you around on her back. So less walking, benefit number one. Your upper body strength is going to increase exponentially because you're going to have to constantly climb up her in order to do anything sexual, right? Doggy style, you don't have to be on your knees making only your hip flexors tired. You get to just stand up. You can just stand up behind her, you know? You get to do full thrust action. Most of us, when we want to do something like that, we got to be over a table or a kitchen counter, you know, or stand off of the corner of the bed. You can be any flat surface and you just get to stand up right behind her. You know what I mean? And another benefit for her 
you can go down on her when she's just standing up too. And you don't have to fucking get down on your knees. You know what I mean? There's nothing emasculating about that. So all I'm saying is there's a lot of benefits. Okay? You got to look at the upside. Play the hands that you're dealt. All right? You got a jack two offsuit, but you just got to keep calling and raising the stakes. All right? That's your answer. Six foot four Amazon woman who wants to carry her around like a mama gorilla, dude. Just do it. Just do it. You'll love it. Yeah, it's it's going to be a whole new world. Next one, boyfriend gave me a pill and lied about what it was. My boyfriend, who's 27, and I, who are 20, are in the same friend circle. They think what he did was wrong, but that I should forgive him, so I want some outside opinions. I have been dating this guy for only a couple months, but we have known each other longer, and we moved fast. We like each other a lot, and I think we have potential, though I am now rethinking it. We just got back from vacation with some of our friends. The trip was great, and we all had a lot of fun except the one terrible experience. We all went out one night, and all of us drank every night. A couple of people came back to our rental with us. He started trying to hand me something, and it was a pill. I asked him what it was, and his answer was a common opiate. I do drugs recreationally occasionally. Damn, that's a mouthful. Recreationally occasionally. After a while, he started asking me how I was feeling and if I was okay. After a few times of this, I got suspicious and started asking him why and started to get freaked out. He brought me into another room and told me not to be mad that it was ecstasy or molly. I went off on him like bad. I am anxiety prone and do not fuck with anything that increases my heart rate. I don't even drink energy drinks. I was beyond furious and the anxiety was instant. He wanted me to have fun and us to have great sex. And I told him I would never do ecstasy, and he clearly knew that, and that is why he lied to me. I told him that he totally abused my trust and that I would never accept anything from him again. We were both pretty fucked up and fought for a while. I had to break into my emergency anxiety medication all around terrible time, and it ruined my trip. I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. He doesn't understand anxiety and what it's like. This was last weekend, and I am still mad at him. He is at the point where he thinks he has been punished enough and wants me to get over it but i am having a really hard time with it i wouldn't do that to someone i hated who does that i don't see how this is any different than him or anyone else handing me a drink with drugs in it i know i chose to do drugs but i think it matters that i chose to do a specific drug and would not have if he was honest yeah um yeah he manipulated and lied to you and drugged you literally um so that he could quote have great sex this is, in my book, a giant piece of shit. Um, the uh, all right, if I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna like drag this one out. I'm gonna make this simple as if you asked me this directly and we were sitting in the living room. Oh, the only outcome is you break up with him so that going forward, he hopefully learns his lesson and takes some sort of ownership and doesn't ever fucking do something like this again. That's crazy to me. Stuff like this, this pisses me off. He drugged you, and he know he did. But he's still such a fucking Chad child. A, he's dating a 20-year-old. There's nothing against you, but there is something weird about a 27-year-old dating a 20-year-old and also still living in the whole, like, let's fucking pop Molly and party for days and days on end type of lifestyle. As a 27-year-old, you're going to be 40, and he's still going to be a fucking man-child. I think. Okay? And the fact that he lied to you about the drug and you had a preemptive conversation. Yeah, he's just manipulative and he's selfish. It's just a selfish fucking move. Um, 
if you were one of my daughters, oh, it's over between you two because if he lies about this and manipulates like this, he doesn't respect your boundaries that you've already previously laid out. And also anxiety is a very, very serious thing. I have a lot of experience in dealing with a person with anxiety at this point. And the main, the most important thing you can do is respect it. And he didn't. So, peace, dude. Go shove a molly pill up your ass and get the fuck out of my life. That would be my advice to you. I hope that helped. All right? All right, babe. Episode 94 of Cheer Up, babe, the podcast. I appreciate you listening as usual. Please review the podcast, like it, subscribe to the YouTube, all that fun stuff. Do me a favor. Just get that shit done. All right? I love you. Don't be a bummer. Oh, go out there, of course. You got to go out there first. Don't just don't be a bummer and cheer up, babe, within your own home. Almost forgot my sign-off. Go out there. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.